the Elevate Yourself podcast is brought to you in partnership with Athletic Brewing. Athletic Brewing is beer that is brewed without compromise. It tastes just like the hard stuff, except you don't get any of the baggage. So no hangover, less calories, less sugar, super yummy, and you can drink it any time of day. Encourage you to check them out at athleticbrewing.com and use code ELEVATE30. That's right, code ELEVATE30 at checkout for 30% off your first order. Do it. Hey now, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast. I'm Rob, and I am thrilled to get to be the host of this show. I feel super lucky. I work for this awesome company called Elevation Health. And in each episode of this show, I get to have a conversation with folks from all different walks of life about how they elevate themselves. It's my hope that these conversations will make you think, force you to change your best, and as a result, help you get a little bit closer to becoming the best version of you. Serge, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me again. Thank you. Serge, you were the very first guest on the show all the way back in episode number one. This is episode 44, which is hard to believe. <laughs> That's um, awesome. <laughs> it is. It's really cool. And uh, as I, I said to you before, I wanted to have you back for a while. Um, you've made such an impact on my life. Um, and as I think about discipline and training and all the good things that we're going to get into today, um, you're an excellent leader, but, uh, you know, we hope folks will go back and listen to that first episode because we got into some really, some really good deep training stuff in that first one, but just kind of briefly tell folks, um, about your origin story, your education, your background, kind of your history with elevation. All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Serge, and I'm the fitness and wellness manager for Elevation Health in Playa Vista, California, for a residential community. That's the account I manage. Uh, I started in the fitness industry when I was 18, working the front desk at a gym, and then kind of moved around, did some membership sales, some management, and I knew I wanted to be a trainer, so I stuck it through with uh, sales. Because a mentor of mine, when I first started to want to get into training, told me, and it was great advice, learn how to sell and do membership sales until you get the hang of it because you're going to need that skill as a trainer. So I did that for a while, then started personal training. And in 2005, I opened up my own CrossFit uh, facility, CrossFit Lifestyle, sold it in 2012, moved to a country, Sri Lanka. I had a friend who was Sri Lankan, got a job training rugby teams, a high school and a club team in Sri Lanka for a few years, came back in 2015, started doing private training and meal prepping for clients, which was something I didn't do before. And then in 2018, I missed being in a gym, you know, because I was only training private clients. Anyone that has been in the fitness industry or works out for or has been working out for a long time and doesn't work out in a gym for a while, you get that itch. You miss that the clanging and the banging. I say, you know, the noise of the weights, the grunting, the people, I missed it. So I looked for a job at a gym, just part-time, pick up some clients, and I found this place. Got hired here as a trainer, became the assistant manager, then the manager, and 2024, here we are. There it is, the rest, the rest is history, folks. Yeah. And uh, I, I certainly appreciate what you said about the gym, the power of the gym. And I, I like the good smell in a gym. I like the oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smell of sweat. Let's go get it. Um, yeah. 
talking about sweat, uh, discipline a lot of times is equated with sweat. Um, and you are certainly one of the most disciplined people I know. Um, just kind of curious to, to start, just kind of broadly, how, how do you define discipline maybe for yourself or for others? It's basically the ability to control your own behavior while you're being tempted not to. That's mm -hmm. how I put it. Just That's control it. your own behavior while you're being tempted not to. That is discipline. But being able to do it over and over again. Because you know, it doesn't stop. You'll be tempted until you die. So you have to keep working on it over and over and over again. Yeah. What are some, uh, it's a great definition, and I very much agree with that. What are some examples of discipline? Um, you said over and over again. What are, so like for you personally, how do you exert that discipline over the course of the day? So three things that I really stick to uh, is planning my meals for the day, uh, planning my workouts for the day. I mean, I plan even farther out than a day, but, you know, for the, at least a day ahead, right? I know. And then my to-do list for the day. So those three things that I must do every day to be able to stay disciplined, especially with my eating, my workouts, and to, with my work, you know, without that to-do list, it'll be a mess. It'll just, it'll just be chaos. I really love that. And I, I, I agree with that so much for myself. And I think for a lot of folks, that idea that sometimes the eating and the exercise for yourself gets pushed away um, but really those are kind of two of the most important things that you should have the discipline on, right? Yeah. Like if you don't have those, yeah. you can't do the other things. Yeah. That, that is one of the reasons I love working out so much. So I work a lot. You know, I yeah. love training. So I love being in the gym, 10, 12 hours, 14 hours, blink of an eye. It doesn't bother me. The reason I can do that is because I'm disciplined with my exercise and I'm fit enough to do it. I'm disciplined with my eating. So it gives me the energy to do it. I wouldn't be able to do that without those first two. You know, that's why it's very important. Well said. Um, so discipline, our, our topic here today is discipline equals freedom. That comes from Navy SEAL Jocko. Yeah. Um, he's got a great book, Extreme Ownership, um, a great book on leadership. Um, how does your discipline allow you freedom? So what are maybe some examples of how that discipline then allows you the freedom? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is I love this topic because a lot of people always think, how is that? How are you getting freedom being disciplined? You're setting and planning everything. I choose to do what I want to do. I don't do it because I am influenced by social norms or I'm influenced by a bad habit I have, you know, or let's stick into uh, nutrition and fitness. I don't go eat a pie when I'm sad. I eat a pie because I want to eat the pie. I choose when to eat the pie. I don't rely on other factors. That is where the freedom comes in. I am choosing when to do what I want to do. You know, and that's where I think a lot of people get kind of, I guess they don't realize or kind of, kind of they misunderstand it is when we say discipline, they think we're telling them to cut everything out. Right. No. Right. We're telling you, you have to choose when to do the things you want to do. You know, so they think, oh, great, I'm never going to eat a slice of pie again. No, you have to choose when you were going to eat that slice of pie. You're not going to be eating it, you know, without knowing, you know, or you're sad about something or you know, things like that. It's because you wrote down, hey, tonight for dinner, I'm having a piece of pie. Now that's your freedom. You're choosing to do it. Right. That's how it works. Well said. And what a different, sticking with the pie analogy, what a different experience to have the pie 
this say this is what I'm doing and I'm doing this because I did X, Y, and Z prior to opposed yeah. to having the pie and then going, Oh, I really shouldn't have done that. I don't, you know, then it's a whole other cascade. Of yeah. Emotion. Yeah. Um, you recommend you you mentioned the not being influenced by other norms. Um, I guess Barley, what are you kind of seeing? Anything um, you talked about your journey and uh, societally? How do you feel about just discipline? What do you see across the board? Um, well, the things I see, let's say on my social media, but just to preface, social media is like a you know it, it's an echo chamber, so it depends the people you normally see. But I've seen both extremes. So I see an extreme where people uh, talk about how being too disciplined could be toxic. It's not good. You know, you want to, it's a little too strict. And then I've seen the other end where uh, there people have these boot camps now. I don't know if you've seen it where grown men go and they're killing themselves. They wake up at 5 a.m. And it's usually these tough people that are leading it. And you have to kill yourself to get disciplined. It's like, 30 days of hardcore training and eating. You don't get to talk to anyone, no phones. So it's like both extremes, which usually is always what you see, <laughs> you know, because, yeah. you know, they're, and usually right. they're trying to spell something, but that's right. a whole different <laughs> topic. <laughs> but that's what I tend to see. And there's no nuance, you know, which people need when you're tackling something this difficult. You know, I understand how hard it is to work on discipline. I mean, you have to work on it every day. And some people have more challenges in their life, which makes it even tougher. You know, uh, it's hard for me to tell, uh, let's say, a mother of three kids and a full time job, you need to be more disciplined. You know, just suck it up and figure it out. You know, you need a little bit of nuance. We have to figure out a way to get there slowly. It doesn't have to be the extreme where you're killing yourself. And it doesn't have to be the other extreme where we say, nah, forget it. You know, it's, let's just live your life and be the way you want to be. No, somewhere in between, we could find a healthy balance, you know? So that's what I like to see more of, but that doesn't sell. So you don't really see it on social media or places like that, you know? It's a good point. That's remind, what needed. Yeah, and it, well, what it also brought me back to was something that you've said, and I think about myself and I've said to others, tell folks that concept of missing the one training workout um, in like the grand scheme of things. You'll say like, somebody's like I, I, I have to miss the workout today. And you'll say, um, are you going to work out again like tomorrow? Do you plan to work out again for the rest of your life? Like in the yeah, grand yeah. scheme of your life, right? It's like Yeah, a one workout is not that, that it's nothing. It's a blimp, you know? So let's say someone usually, it usually happens with clients that, you know, let's say they have to go out of town or something happens. They can't work out for a week, let's say. And they go, oh man, I didn't work out for a week. There goes my discipline and there goes my yeah. progress and everything right. I say. Okay, if we worked out all year long, that's 52 weeks. Yeah. One week out of 52 is nothing. And they go, well, that makes sense. You're right. One out of 52 is, is nothing. nothing. It's just this tiny little fraction. So you want to kind of look at the bigger picture, yes. you know, and you know, not so much worry about the minute detail like that when it, come, when, it, when it comes to something like that. You know, when you're thinking right. about, oh, there goes my progress and you start to have that negative self-talk. Uh, you want to kind of step back and look at the bigger picture and they'll help you kind of get back into focus and stay disciplined and not lose it, you know, because then you might yeah. start thinking, oh, forget it. Well, if I'm going to lose my progress and you start slacking a little more and more, you know, you don't want that to happen. Right. That's the that that's the key takeaway, I think, right, that it's the spanning time on the discipline and that goes back to your definition of it. It's not 
disciplined in one moment for one day. It's spanning time. And uh, there are all those people that are going to those boot camps that you talked about. And I hope all of them, I hope 100% of them are all sticking with it in March or April or May. But there's a whole host of folks that started uh, 75 hard or whatever it was to start the new year. And um, only a small percentage that make it through those tough, tough training sessions. There's a reason for that because it's yeah. not sustainable. Sustainable. That's right. And the, and the reason I think, the, you know, let's say the Navy SEALs do it, the Marines do it. It's a different thing. They're not trying to teach them to be more disciplined. They're trying to weed out the weak right. already so they could get the strong. But these workshops, you know, they're only a small percentage are going to succeed. And, you know, the goal of the workshop is for most of them to succeed. You know, that's what you want to happen. But it's not sustainable. It's too quick. To, it's, imagine someone that has no discipline, none. And all of a sudden for 30 days, they have to do everything in their life, you know, planned from eating to drinking, what time they wake up. I mean, it's not sustainable. Yeah. On that front, is there, um, just kind of curious what you're seeing in Playa Vista, is there any technology that you're using or clients are using to, to be more disciplined, anything that seems to work? The thing that works the most is the thing that they carry around the most with them that everyone has almost every day, all day is their cell phone. Yeah. Just some apps that they need pretty much to help them plan. Because that's my whole thing when it comes to discipline is planning. That's how you get more discipline. You start planning things and you stick to them. And the more you stick to them, the more disciplined you are. You know, and nothing tempts you to sway away from that plan. And so the best thing is something that you have with you, right? It's got to be something that you have around so a cell phone, there's all these different apps. You can set reminders, notes, use your calendar, right? To set your workouts. You could use these apps for your meals, you know, to log your meals. The cell phone is the best thing. Uh, that's just what I figured out naturally. That's what I see clients using the most. That's what ends up happening. They, I have, I've had clients try the Aura Ring. Is that right? Aura, I think, yeah. right? Uh, the, the Whoop Watch, yeah. right? I mean, they try different, all these different technique you know the the apple watch and you know they're trying to track every calorie and things like that but nothing beats the phone you know it's well said and i, I think uh you know whatever it is the bottom line is whatever works for you do it yeah. but we do know that like the monitoring of behavior um is an effective technique to change your behavior that's well yeah. established and so Whatever it is for the person, I, I think, yeah, you're right. So lean into the phone. Yeah. And you'll see whatever you naturally feel that yeah. you're using the most, start using it. You know, that's don't try to, again, don't, because let's say you see a commercial with someone using the whoop and it's working for them. Don't stop using the phone when you know right. that's working right. for you. Right. So you can right. try the whoop and it doesn't right. work. You know, just right. stick to you, whatever is yeah. working, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. people don't lose sight of the goal right you have right. to get some tunnel vision stop feeling so much and just like a robot just yes. focus on the goal you know it's whether you're sad happy it, it doesn't just like a robot relentless pursuit you just keep planning you know so uh, it's really well said i'm glad you said the thing about feelings because i think that can get misconstrued for all of us um, throughout the course of the day um but that feelings are not facts and um, feelings are just something that's happening in that moment. And that does not shape anything. And you have control over how you're going to respond to those feelings and what you're going to do about it. And the more you can have the good system in place that you just talked about and trust that system, right, then you can manage those feelings. Yeah. 
Like, you know, know, I always explain to my clients and I'm not trying to be mean when I say forget your feelings. What I mean is, let's say you're sad that day. Great. No one said you have to be happy during your workouts. You could continue being sad and just do your workout. Right. That's all I'm saying. If you don't feel like working out that day, I mean, that's where we say ignore your feelings. I mean, you you have a plan written down, right? Unless you're hurt or injured, right? Let's say you feel something. Even then you adjust your program. Right. You always try to make adjustments because you've written down, you know, you work out for the day, you planned ahead and you want to stick to it. So that's what I mean. You know, it's you could be sad during your workout. There's plenty of times I've been upset at something right. and I still worked out, right. <laughs> you know, and then usually what happens is that every client says it too. They stop worrying about what they're upset about and they feel great after the workout because guess what? While you're working out. You know, what I teach is intention is everything. So there's so much to focus on. You'll start to forget about what you're worried about or things like that. You'll notice, you'll feel better. Your endorphins start going, you start moving, and then you'll forget about it. You know, usually what they say is, oh, wow, you know what? The workout actually ended up helping. You feel better. Put your problems on the bar and just push or pull it, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And they won't be problems Uh, anymore. (laughs) Well, at least during the workout, at least. I love that. And uh, I love your principle of intentionality. Um, and I'm hoping maybe you have some intentionality for our listener question here. I pulled this from Tom. Oh, Tom yeah. lives in Florida. Um, and he said, I, I have zero control at night when it comes to eating. I do great all day long. And then I blow it at dinner. Any advice after dinner? So I think dinner and after dinner is kind of where Tom is, is blowing it. What, what advice do we have for Tom? So it's going to be very simple. Start planning your dinners. And if, if you've never planned your dinner, I wouldn't go past 24 hours. So Tom, you wake up tomorrow morning and, or the night before if you want, and you write down what you're going to have for dinner. You notice I'm not saying what to have. All I'm asking you to do is plan it. It could be whatever you want. The habit we're trying to build, the discipline we're trying to build is planning first. And that's going to become a habit and it's going to get to a point where you're not going to think about it anymore. You're just going to automatically plan. You're actually going to have to think about not planning it, right? That's what you want to get to a point where you, without thinking, you're like, oh man, I'm writing my plans for dinner tonight. You have to stop yourself from writing the plans for dinner because it's just automatic. Once it gets to that point, then you could actually start substituting what you're eating. And then you start to change what you're eating because you already are going to write it down. So that habit is there. So I would just say start 24 hours ahead, plan your dinner, your dessert, whatever it may be, but plan it. That is the most important thing. And you do not eat anything else, quantity or whatever it is, more of whatever is in the plan. So that means in the plan has to be the amount also. One cup of rice or one piece of pizza or two slices of pizza, whatever it may be. To the detail, 24 hours ahead, just start doing that. And that's going to help and try real hard. You're going to be tempted. There's going to be days where you're not going to write it down or you're not going to want to write it down, but whatever you do, just plan ahead and at least 24 hours start there and you'll start to notice changes. You'll automatically start changing because you're writing it down and eventually you're going to start to want to make changes because you're going to see what you're writing every day and you're going to go, well, today I had a hamburger tomorrow, yesterday, tomorrow I'm having a hamburger and you're going to notice three days in a row I had a hamburger, let's say. For example, you're going to naturally want to change it. Tom, that was great advice from Serge there. And I think the other piece is that he's asking you to be disciplined, but he's also giving you the freedom to put whatever you want to write down. He always said was you just got to plan it and write it down. You're allowed, you have the freedom to 
put whatever you want in that plan. Yeah. Pretty you're cool. going to notice, Tom, you're going to, you're going to start making changes without even me telling you to change what you're eating. I'm just asking you to write down what you're eating. Good stuff. That's why he's one of the best in the business folks. Uh, Serge, we've got to move to rapid fire because we're running out yeah. of time. So I'm going to yeah. pe pepper some rapid fire questions at you here real quick. Um, one thing you do every single day that elevates you. Try real hard to only focus on what I can control. That's good. That's right. That's all we can. That's all we can do. Focus everything you got on what you can control. Because that's real hard to do. So it takes a lot of effort. So that is all I really try to focus on. That's great. Um, totally agree with that. And that's a mission of mine too. Um, best purchase in 2023. You're a frugal guy. I know. I know you, and I love. I love your purchases. So I'm excited to ask you this. Best purchase in 2023. That you got for less than $25. I love this one. A cooking utensil to break up my ground meat in the pan. It's like oh. it has a it has three little like flat things that come out of the end, and you just spin it and it breaks oh. up the ground meat in the pan. Ooh. All right. I'm Best purchase ever on Amazon. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up offline. That's very good. Very good. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, currently, what is your like go-to disciplined lunch? You're like me on this. Um, I've got, I've had my lunches already in the refrigerator. I've got my dinners already. I already know what I'm going to have. What's your been kind of your go-to lunch that you're jamming on right now? So it's the same ground meat, veggies, and rice. Yeah. Some sort of ground meat, some sort of mixed veggies, some sort of rice. Mix it all together. That's it. So good. That's so good. Um, we oh, and add Cholula. Sorry, add Cholula. Yeah. Hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a first principle quote saying? We've said several here, but anything that's kind of in the forefront of your mind right now? Yeah, lately, especially 2023. Uh, I don't know. I was focusing on Kobe a lot and kind of using him as inspiration. Um, so one of his quotes, great things come from hard work and perseverance and no, no excuses. There it is. There it is. We're on theme, Kobe. Um, and then my, uh, my last one here for you, you're, you're kind of disciplined, get after the day or workout song recommendation, anything that's, uh, been, been playing. I know you're a music guy or at least headphones guy, usually when you're doing your lift. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten into heavy metal again, uh, lately. So thunder kiss 65 by white zombie. I've been playing a lot. Ooh, white zombie. All right. I'm going to juice that up the next time I'm doing legs. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's heavy metal, you know, so a lot of guitar, a lot of drums, but it's been pumping me up lately. Serge, this has been so awesome. I just I, thank you so much for doing this and coming on back onto the show. I hope we get to do a part three of this one of these days. Um, thank you, sir. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. As I mentioned, I work for Elevation Health. And we've been in business for 30 years, creating and cultivating wellness lifestyle management solutions that have improved the health and wellness for millions of people. That's right, folks. 30 years. For 30 years, Elevation Health has been fueling successful fitness experiences and community connections by engaging and motivating communities with wellness lifestyle management solutions. You can learn more about us at contactelevation.com, or you can follow us on social media at elevation.health. And to help us celebrate our 30 years in health and wellness, we invite you to join the celebration by visiting 30yearselevated.com.